inches. That's not so hot. I guess uh, this guy's gonna die. It's on top it of the is car. It's on top of the car. <laughs> what do you want in this sandwich? Ah, I want guff. Welcome to AV Club 69. No talking, it's about to start. Hello and welcome to another episode of Club AV69 with me, Mark, and... Me, Rob. Yes, lovely. There we go. There's those baritone tones coming down the line. How are you, Rob? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've just woken up from a little nap, actually, so I'm fresh, refreshed and ready to rock. Oh, lovely. A nice power nap. Okay, okay. Yeah. You've got so much time on your hands to have a little nap, it seems, <laughs> eh? Look at you, man of leisure. It's been a long day, and um, I, I don't know, it was an impromptu. It's a good job I, I fell a bit tired. I set myself a little alarm, so thank goodness I did, because mm. I'd probably be asleep and you'd be doing this all by yourself. Ah, uh, just like episode three. <laughs> oh, no, don't. No, don't bring it up. Oh, oh, oh. The, the trauma. Okay, well, let's do the British thing and push that trauma down into yes. a deep, dark place and leave deep it there. Down. And uh, and we'll get on with today's episode. Okay, right. Well, um, as always, I guess, yeah, we'll just start setting the scene. Fire it up. We open with synth music playing and establishing shots of a sunset through trees, and we sweep over the sea. Ooh, very, very lovely, very nice. Probably what you were dreaming about on your nap today. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> then we cut to Alamona Yacht Club. Ooh, oh, lovely. Yacht club. Very posh. Very posh. A woman in a bikini gets out of the sea. And she says to a man standing with her, uh, "You should get in. Uh, <laughs> you should get in, Rowdy. The water's great." To which he replies, "Are you kidding? I've got better things to do with my body temperature." <laughs> and <laughs> the man and the woman are now standing on the back of a boat called the Malibu Express, and they <laughs> caress each other, and they start to they start a bit of necking, <laughs> and then our our lady is known as Donna. She says she'll miss Rowdy, to which he says, You don't have to. I can put in a request that you stay with me in Honolulu. Ooh. <laughs> Donna says that um, they need her to stay there where she is. To which he says, Drug enforcement is no job for a girl like her. <laughs> what? I know, crazy. And so... Maybe we'll just leave it there, actually, in a very oh. short opening scene, because there's a lot of information there. What do you, what do you think? What are you picturing? So, so initially they were on the the shore, were they? And they were. She gets out from a swim and says, and then he says that brilliant line of, "I got better things to do with my body temperature." And then suddenly they're on a boat. Is that right? Uh, so they were. So they were. He was on the boat, and she climbed oh, out of the water. That's sorry, sorry, that makes more sense. Right. So yes. she gets. Ah, oh, she does the thing of like climb up the, the steps. Does she under that's the boat? Right. And that's she just right. goes down, down, down. She's almost like the start of a porno kind of thing. Kind of thing. Not kind that I've thing. seen a porno, of course. No, um, no, no, no. 
No, we're, we're very clean here at, um, at AV Club 69. <laughs> uh, right, um, so so then he's... Oh, so they're, they're having a bit of uh, oh, tongue tonsil, uh, tongue tennis. Tonsil That's tennis. Correct. That's correct. So basically um, we've, got, we've got Donna. She climbs out the sea. And then we've got the man who's known as Rowdy. Rowdy. And uh, yes, they're sort of having this time together because... They're facing potentially a separation. Oh, so and they're both in. So they're working for drug enforcement, the DEA. The DEA, yes. yes wow. Okay. So way. it would appear that way. Yeah. I mean, it was quite hard to open this without giving away kind of that information because there isn't much otherwise in the first couple of minutes. That's it's pretty forthright. Okay. Um, and so, just remind me. So he says that uh, there's one. There's a. There's a way to stop that or something. Is that what she said? Rowdy says, you don't have to go. I can put in a request that you stay with me in Honolulu. Ooh, in Honolulu. Oh. So they're, they're, they're crossing the line between professional and pleasure right now. Mm, right. They are. So they well, are. This, this goes this against w- the code of many establishments. Yes. Yeah. No office romances. And their office is Honolulu. Yeah. Exactly. Which is in Hawaii, right? That is correct, Rob. Geography bonus point. <laughs> yeah. So is this like uh, Killer Volcanoes, Strike Two? Uh... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Killer Volcanoes. Um, oh, I don't know. Erupt this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So instead of my your mama jokes, it's your magma jokes. <laughs> your magma's so cold. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. that's the only thing that would offend magma is being told that it was cold, apart and not being liquid. So your yes. dry, cold magma is is so fat. Yeah, uh, yeah, so fat. <laughs> your magma's so hard. It's like doing a, it's like doing algebra underwater. GCSEs <laughs> <laughs> out today. Those kids know what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, they are out today. Yeah, they did. My my niece had a GCSEs out today. She mm. did rather. She did well actually. So well done to Katie. Well, I tell you what. Once we revealed all of this, you should uh, let her watch this film as a treat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Right. I don't. We digress. So. So, where do you think we're going to go from here? Well, I think we're either going to go. Hmm, we're either going to find out what their next mission is, or are they involved? Are they already? Oh, let's see. So he's going to put it. We could put in that request to get her to stay, so they can work this case together. And there is some big drug, maybe some big drug gang or something. Some big mm. gang on, or like in the yacht. In, I don't know. Yeah. So they maybe they're already undercover and. Yeah, they're gonna go and they're gonna try and bust some sort of big gang, some drug gang, or okay, something. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll um we'll keep moving along, I guess. At this point. Yes. Okay. So he says about that. Yeah, it's no uh, job for a girl like her, and she says, "What? Stay here and play Jane and Tarzan?" <laughs> and then Rowdy says, "Can't blame a guy for trying." Oh. And then. <laughs> And then Donna, Donna does something that is quite shocking. What do you think that it is that Donna does? What does she do? She is. Mm. Does she? Does she kill him? Oh no, no, it's not that extreme. Not yet. Not yet. No, that's okay. Uh-oh. Sorry. 
Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. She does something um, that is a bit adult, actually. <gasps> does she get her boobies out? It's the boob alarm. <laughs> yep, she gets the boobs out. <laughs> that's correct, Rob. All and right. Then, all right. And then she whips his towel off of his bottom half. <gasps> Whoa. Crazy. <laughs> Whoa. This just got a bit past PG. No PG-13 here. So well, that's our opening scene there. We're fully uh, introduced <laughs> to our two characters. Warts and all, as it would appear. <laughs> We're still not still not taking away the fact this could be a porn movie, Mark. Are you sure? Well, we'll just have to move on through. Okay. Do you feel like you want to play any cards at this early yes, stage? I guess we yes. should start by saying the dice is out the window. Even though it was a digital dice, it's out the metaphorical you know, tab window because we've decided just to go for a full-on pick-a-card-of-your-choice kind of thing, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, so let's, let's run through the cards we've got, shall we? We've got a custard go card, it. which thickens the plot. Uh, we have a MacGuffin magnet, which reveals character motivations. Um, we've got Flip the Script, which reveals dialogue from a later part in the movie. Hook, Line and Sinker, which reveals the tagline of the movie. Mm-hmm. Rod and Reel card, which removes false guesses. Trip on the trope rope, <laughs> which I love, <laughs> reveals main trope of the story. Mise-en-scene, multiplayer. Uh, you get to choose to reveal the style of the film, time period, time period or theme of the movie. And the final one, which is a, a lovely new one introduced by the main man, Mark Murphy, is Side of Bacon reveals the main character's Kevin Bacon number. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much information that will gleam, but it's always fun. It's always fun to uh, to bring Kevin Bacon into. Oh, the, mate, into it's the lovely. Fold. I can't wait to 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 do that. So I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for now. I think uh, let's uh, mm, let's choose one of these ones. So let's let's do a mise en scene multiplier. Um, okay. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose this. I'm going to choose the theme. So the theme. Sexploitation action comedy. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it supposed to be a comedy though? Well, I would say maybe, maybe not. It depends on who you talk to. Maybe I'm sure the guy who made it maybe didn't think it was. But if you watch it, you might think it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sex. Right. Okay. 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 So I'm guessing she's going to be sexploited at some point here. Well, I mean, yes, I guess the 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 guns have already come out. The gun show is already on. So, <laughs> so she's he's gonna well, she's gonna have to go deep undercover. That's right. Oh my god. Well, okay. Well, after that lovely revelation, um, we yes, let's move along, shall okay, we? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So after that um, very steamy, intense scene, we cut to two Asian cops patrolling a beach. Now we got an older cop and a rookie cop. And the older cop is chanting about how um, there's a family that's been growing weed on this island for three generations, he says. Uh, but it's all good, they're not harming anyone. And he gets uh, he gets a bribe out of this, so he's he's all good. He's loving life. Um, but you know what? What is he about to do, Rob? What is he about to do that all great cops do? Uh, is he gonna Well, hang on. So he's get he's the this is the guy who gets something out of it. So is he he's gonna bust out a spliff and just start smoking <laughs> a spliff? 
If only. I mean, look, that is definitely something that could have been on the cards for this film. But he's going to go the more um, conservative way. And he's oh, going to shut this down. He's going to oh, retire. No. Oh, damn. He's, so he's, he's just a few days from retirement and it all goes to shit. Oh, I, oh you've, got a, you've got a crystal ball there, haven't you, mate? <laughs> so... Yes, so he's chatting about how he's, a, you know, basically near retirement and the rookie cop needs to learn the lay of the land, you know, keep the peace. And then suddenly the cops see something. What do you think they see? Oh, do they see a deal going down or do they see a fat, someone getting robbed or something? Uh, they do see not a rob, not a rob, not a rob, uh, not a robbery. Um, <laughs> they Hello. Uh, they do see, uh, I guess, a deal going down in a way. It's it's basically we are met with the scene of a couple of um, goons and youths, I guess, uh, that are looking like they're setting up an operation, basically. Oh. And so I would explain this scene because I found it pretty funny, is that these guys seem to be setting up some sort of operation. And basically it's a guy standing by a truck, another guy working on a dirt bike, and then a man with a pickaxe just digging at dirt. <laughs> so that's that's how you can tell that they're doing some real shady stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the pickaxe bit, you know, they're like, oh, that's fine, you know, he's just digging dirt, it's fine. Exactly. But the guy fixing the bike, oh, my God, that's... that bike could be made out of drugs. Exactly. You never know. You never know. They got all sorts of technology these days. <laughs> so, um, I guess yeah. Moving, moving on through that scene, the cops they obviously see this going down, but this doesn't look like what old cop is used to. He's like, hmm, something isn't right here. And so then they decide to head back to their boat. But, <laughs> but Rob, what happens? Did a goon see them and start? Giving them shit and chase them or something? Oh, if only it was so simple. Very so simple. Would you like to know? Was the boat blow up? Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better, I think. Um, okay, are you ready for the reveal? Let's do it. They decide to run to the boat when suddenly <gasps> Here's a heart attack! Oh, if oh well, that would have that would have been tragic. That'd have been too emotional. I <laughs> sorry, think too sorry, emotional. I got too far. They run and they get caught in snares and are then dragged upside down. Now they're hanging from a tree, just flailing like salmon. What? So, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Above the beach. Uh, they're sort of in the kind of yeah, sort of like shrubbery kind of uh, beach dune bit. There's some sort of like greenery. And there's right. some trees there. <laughs> yeah. And they're now hoisted. Yep. Right. And then three gang members surround them. And then they pull out some shotguns. It's not going well, is it? No. Oh, they say, what are you? All you two just hanging around doing nothing. Here's a donut, <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, exactly. Here's... And by donut, I mean shotgun to the face. Whoa. And if that's the textbook definition of a donut, that is correct, Rob. Because oh, no, they... really? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> they get one guy with blonde hair and aviators says, "Run these two through the shredder and oh. feed them to the fish." Oh my god! I know it's it's evil. It's deliciously evil. Bastards! I know, I know. We hardly knew ye. A couple of days away from retirement. <laughs> no. Oh wow! He didn't even chestnut. get to be sexploited. I know. Yeah, I know. There was no. We didn't get to see him work in a street corner. 
<laughs> no boobies this time. Oh, no, not this time, unfortunately. Oh. Do you have any other thoughts of what, what might be going on? Oh, my God. So this gang, well, so this gang just go, literally just, they shoot both of them and just, they're gone, are they? That's it, mate. It was just shotguns oh, at dawn. Oh, my gosh. Shotguns at dawn. Well, I guess this 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 gang's gone too far. They've taken out the 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 the, the cop and his rookie. Oh my god! Yep. So um, they're 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 looking to take over this island. We're on the, we're on the island, obviously. We are. Uh, we so are on the we island. Are, they're looking to to they're making a big move here. They're they're showing a statement. Yep. So they're they're running this godforsaken island stroke town. That's so, right. Mm, okay. So, what are they going to do? I guess if these cops have been shot, I take this is going to be all over the news, and oh, I guess the DEA are going to get involved here. They're going to the the, uh, the the feds are going to have to come down hard on these guys. I guess old naked McRowdy and uh, Donna <laughs> Donna Kebab are going to have to Donna bloody. <laughs> gonna That's have... right. They're going to splay their meat. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> they got. They got to. They got to infiltrate this gang, and they got to find out what's going on. Mm, okay. Okay. Right. Well, would you like to play a card? I'll yeah. play a card. Yeah. Come on then. Not gonna let's, hold them uh, close to your chest. Yeah. Let's. Uh, right. Let's do. Um, let's flip the script. Let's reveal oh, dialogue from later okay. part of the movie. Oh. I mean, I will say that as we go on, I've tried to condense this down, but there is quite a lot of dialogue. Um, right. But I have. I have rounded this up into a few few options here. Let me just quickly find my my list. So flip the script. I'll give you the name of the character as well. So we've got Dixon. He says, Ooh. Now that snake has been infected by deadly toxins from cancer-infested rats. It's, de- <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous. It will kill anybody that comes in contact with it. Are you still there, Donna? Yeah? Yeah, Dixon. Uh, all right. Now, my load has made a mistake. You have the wrong snake. You hear me? The wrong snake. <laughs> to which, to which, uh, <laughs> to which Taron says, no, we don't. And then Dixon's like, don't tell me. I'm telling you. That snake. Don't, <laughs> don't do anything. Don't get near it. Dixon says, uh, sorry. Uh, Donna says, Dixon, we don't have the snake. It got loose. Dixon says, be careful. I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh my god wow 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 so so they got poisonous snakes that have infected with cancer oh. from cancerous rats yeah that's right toxins that have been uh, yeah contracted from cancerous rats <laughs> what the fuck i know but you didn't see that coming did you i didn't oh my god <laughs> so so these are this gang are are are, are, are trying to oh my god i i that is completely well. It's flip, flip me, let alone the script. Mm, Bloody yeah, hell! Throwing you for a loop. Oh my god! So <laughs> the dialogue's great. You got a snake? No, I got it. Uh, I'll get, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Have you forgotten how conversations work? Uh, yeah. Ooh, right. Okay. That that is. Okay. Yeah. So, we, so keep wow. that in your pocket, sir. Keep okay. That in your pocket. All right. All right. That's okay. That's um. Let's have a bit more of the the plot then, sir. Let's go. Okay, so we cue title credits spliced to a montage of warehouse workers loading crates 
uh, set to the backdrop of groovy synth music. Dun, 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 dun. And then we see a forklift driver, you see. And now he comes along and he accidentally cuts the lock slash zip ties from a crate of what is it? What is it, Rob? Infected snakes. It's a crate of infected snakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the truck prongs somehow catch, and that's enough. You know, he doesn't notice, apparently. And that breaks off this uh, this little sign that says infected uh, snakes, basically. <laughs> so unbeknownst to the driver, he doesn't know about this. But then we cut to a shot of the crate to where we see the snake looking dastardly as if he seemingly knows what just happened and he's looking at the camera and then he hisses <laughs> so yeah so uh, mr snake this is fantastic so yeah. the snake is aware he's, he's a wild like, he like, he's basically wild. as a winked at the camera yeah, pretty much. One-eyed oh. snake. Ooh, hey. Hey. hey! Oh my God, it's a bloody euphemism for a penis! Don't touch my infected penis. <laughs> please, please. Cancerous rat-infested penis. <laughs> oh, sorry, don't want to discriminate. Oh, yeah. Wow, so the snake's on the loose. Mm-hmm. Just a goddamn forklift driver. But has, I hope he has license taken away from him. Yeah, I know, mate. I mean, no one's checked his papers. Clearly he doesn't know how to drive one. Oh, unbelievable. Well, don't worry, because all of that trauma of that snake is quickly cut away to when we pan to the beach, or we cut to the beach, sorry, to soft, upbeat music, and one of our babes, Taryn, is running up the beach <laughs> in the morning sun. And then who arrives? The snake. No, oh, not the snake. It's another oh. babe of ours from earlier. Oh, is it Donner? It's Donner Kebab. <laughs> She, pull, she pulls up in her jeep slash kind of beach buggy. She <laughs> greets um, Taryn and they have a little chat. Oh, hi, Taryn. Exactly. Do you want to get exactly. in my little jeep buggy thing? <laughs> it's basically Malibu Barbie's playhouse. Anyway, they have a little chat. Um, and now Taryn is, you know, she's come up from the beach. So, you know, like people sometimes like to have a shower. So she just heads to the, the outdoor shower. And then she is saying that these these early morning hours, you know, they're killing her. They're killing Donna. And, uh, sorry, they're killing Taryn. And then Donna reminds her that she can't go soft, you know. She's got to stay stay with it. To which, to which Taryn says, I'm supposed to be soft. I'm a woman. <laughs> which is, you know, interesting. <laughs> but then Donna drops a line that uh, gives a little bit... Gives a little bit of info away. So I don't know. Do you want this line? It's a little bit of a... Just maybe a little bit about our character, Taryn. Uh, um, yeah, just, come on then. Let's yeah, just, all right. Let's just, okay. Go on, tell so me. Donna says, if it wasn't for this arrangement, you'd be a dead woman. <gasps> what is that? Gosh. Oh, my God. Oh but my then, God. She, then Taryn says, um, at least when I testified against the mob in Vegas, they said they would kill me quickly. You're taking your time. <laughs> uh, wow. Dialogue. <laughs> wow. Dialogue. <laughs> yeah, so Donna's got a work in for her as an informant. Mm, I'm assuming. Okay, that's that's your guess. Okay. Yeah, well she's saying I'm you know, I need to she's Yeah. So she Taryn said these are these early mornings are killing me and that's so she's right. She's yeah. She's working as a as a babe of the of the gang or something. She's she's close to the 
to the to the crazy gang and their their drug made of, motorbike made of drugs kind of people. Ah, um, yeah, of course, classic. Yeah, um, yeah. So, mm, okay. So you so, think t- Taryn's like an informant? Donna's the yeah. head honcho, is that what you? Yeah. What well, she saying. she you know she she obviously I don't know if Taryn Tar- no because so Donna must know something about her that she doesn't want out. So she's kind of making her do some work for her. Um, to get her information on this gang and, mm. uh, yeah, on these crazy snake guys. That's right. Well, the seriousness of this um, of this scene is cut when Taryn removes her bikini top while still talking to Donna. Boobies! <laughs> and Donna reminds her that she didn't make such a bad deal with the witness protection program, you know. So, you know, quit, you your, kind of quit, your, quit your moaning kind of thing. To which Taryn says... Hey, at least I'm on this island. Oh, she's going to regret that. And so they head away from the beach. Oh, so she's in a witness protection program. Yes, oh. yes. So her past is going to come back to haunt her. Oh, like like the ghost, like Jacob Marley. I don't know who that is. Oh, isn't that from the... Uh, <laughs> isn't that from uh, like Christmas Carol? Oh, is it? Like Scrooge is like Ghosts of Christmas Past. Oh, really? Something like that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll fact check it later. (laughs) Okay. So moving on, moving on. So Donna, leaning up against her Jeep, is waiting for Taryn. They get in the Jeep and then, God, Taryn complains again. She's like, oh, it's so hard, you know, like she's just going on about those hours again. But then Donna says, the agency expects them to be fit at all times. And then, to, but then Taryn says, she's just a civilian. And then Donna says, that doesn't mean you can't still be buff. High five. And they drive away. <laughs> wow. So she, <laughs> wow. So the agency, so the DEA, you know, you've got to be buff for the DEA or is this some sort of model agency? Mm. I, I, oh, God. Or she, so, because obviously she won't know, she knows that she's DEA, doesn't she? Because she's a witness protection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. This I is, know. Okay, so it doesn't mean you can't be buff. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Oh my Funny. god. Okay, well let's um I'm gonna throw a custard card down. Ooh, okay. Throw a custard card. Okay, right. So you wanna thicken some plot. Right, so you want yes. some plot out of this. Okay. Yes. I'll flesh out a little bit about um Taryn, I guess, and the then the witness protection thing. I'll go as far as saying right now, um, that that doesn't actually have much of a plot. It doesn't really actually go anywhere. So I'll remove that for you with using the old plot thickener there. Oh, okay. Is that right. we get that little bit of information about her, but it doesn't seem to really come back around. So, oh, you know, right. don't Red hang your hat on that one, I guess. Weirdly enough, I know. But then what we learn is that... What we learn is, is what her boobs look like. <laughs> pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> So what we learned is that Taryn and Donna are on a different island. They are on um, Molokai Island, so they're no longer in Honolulu. So we learned that. And they are currently working at the airport, and they move cargo around, and they move uh, tourists around the island. That's what they do. That's what they're up to. Yes. So that's what their whole thing is. Um, And, yeah, so Donna, she's just, um, I guess, sort of... uh, you know, a protector for Taryn 
And that's kind of, I guess, why they're together. But the actual thing about what she's done doesn't really seem to play much later on. <laughs> Good. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, like, because, well, you pulled the card, so I thought I'd give it to you anyway. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, yeah, well, otherwise right. I'd have gone off in, yeah. I would have, in a crazy yeah. tangent. Yeah. So, okay. Well, there you go. You know, I'll let you mull that over. Meanwhile... We cut uh, back to the warehouse, which turns out it's the airport cargo uh, area from earlier. So we get back to there. So now our gals, as I will refer to them probably quite a lot, go to the airport cargo hold. Um, And then we cut inside now, though, to two workers who take the snake crate away and comment on the nasty looking snake. Um, They put it on a (laughs) cart and then they wheel it away. But then... The camera pans down to the danger-contaminated snake sign. They didn't see that it fell off. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I know. But then we briefly... uh, Sorry, that was a brief shot, and then we cut away, and now we see Donna and Taryn. They greet none other than Dixon. You remember Dixon? Dixon, yes. Yes, he had that great line. He doesn't know anything. Mm, Yeah, he had that great line. Or can I guess the name of the movie? You can. Uh, before the snakes were on the plane. Hey! <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, prequel, man. Oh, I know. It could have been. It could have been. I mean, I'm sure it inspired. I'm sure it inspired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, so Dixon's there. But di- so the, 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 the crate with the snakes. Uh, a crate with the snake. Snake crate. Crate snakes. Is that, yep. is that what it is? Oh, that's Sna- what a character goes. Oh, my God. Crate snakes. As it- <laughs> <laughs> like as in great Scott. Yeah, snakes. Oh my god, one point twenty-one gigawatts. Doc, are you telling me I'm late for school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Right. So they've taken the crate away, and they don't know that it's no. Poisonous they don't know. It's a little bit of dramatic irony. You see, it's what oh. we know as the audience, but our characters are not aware. Oh, you just want to shout at the screen, and then old Dixon turns up. Yeah, um, Dixon turns up. Okay, and he's he's. Is this lead to the line that you said earlier with the? No, that's probably a bit later. It's is a it? little bit later on. It's a little bit later on. So I'll tell you what he says. So he says uh, that you got a few honey movers booked in to go to um, Hala Halalau Valley. I think it was called. I couldn't quite hear what he said. To be fair, <laughs> and also you've got one snake that needs to go to the Molokai Wildlife Park. <gasps> so that's where our snake not came that from. snake. Mm, oh. Is it? Is it, Rob? Yes, is it the it winking is. snake? It is the winking snake. Yes, that's right. It is the winking snake that he's talking about. So the girls go, we don't like snakes, and also there's no snakes on this island. To which Dixon says, there is now. <laughs> and then and then, and then, then he's like, oh, make sure they get this book on how to care and feed for it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then um, Dixon, uh, head, well, the girls head to the plane and they thank Dixon. So then at this time, though, we cue a shot of Dixon looking back as they walk away with a look on his face that says kind of like a sort of roll eyes to the head, sort of, you know, half smile where he says, well, he doesn't say this, but it's the look of, um, boy, if I was 10 years younger, you know, that kind of look. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I could be old enough to be their dad. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Yeah. So then Donna and Taryn, they greet uh, two honeymooners and they take to the sky. 
Woo! Oh my God. They're doomed, I think. These honeymooners are doomed. Oh, why so pessimistic? <laughs> they, they could have a chance. They got married, Mark. Their life's doomed. <laughs> oh, sorry, you were talking about that. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Had nothing to do with anything that happens later in the movie. So, yes, so they take to the sky. Do you have any other thoughts on feelings of things? Hmm. I reckon, well, the snake's on that plane, isn't it? And the snake is on that plane. Are they, is he meant to be on that plane? He is meant to be on that plane because he's getting taken to the wildlife park. But he's a crafty little bugger, so I'm assuming he somehow escapes his shackles and disaster strikes. Ooh, okay, all right, well... Who's flying this godforsaken plane? Donna. Donna. She's <sighs> basically Top Gun. <laughs> so, yeah, so Donna's the pilot. So, yeah, they both work at the cargo thing, and then, yeah, this is their job, basically, to ferry stuff around on the, the little prop plane. Right, so this snake is going to cause all sorts of... It's snakes on a plane. It's a it snake. Is, it is. Snake but on a plane. There's, you know, there are many threats in life, um, and, and there are in this movie, but I will we'll continue on. We'll continue on. Okay. So they take to the sky, and then we cue backdrop of chilled synth guitar song, uh, mu- sorry, music, with the song, um, which is the title of the movie. Would you like the title of the movie now? Mm, no, no no hold on that's going. okay well hold on so they've got the title of that song is also the title of the movie okay so we cue montage of aerial shots and donna and taryn just flying around the island the honeymooners <laughs> are in the back they're pointing they're taking photos at one point they're making out for some reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of them <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no just the honeymooners Oh, the... <laughs> Mark, don't take it away. <laughs> you can dream, Rob. I can't take your dreams away from you. I mean, yeah, that's for my next power nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then we cut to the airport um, warehouse where Dixon has found the sign. Oh, no. I bet he's rolling. I bet his eyes look a bit different now. Mm, I know, yeah. They're a bit more cross-eyed in panic. <laughs> so, so he questions two people that get... Get names, and I don't know why they needed names, really, because I feel like some of the characters later on, I feel like I don't even know, uh, I didn't catch their name. But anyway, he <laughs> he decides to hassle Bruce and Derek, the two, you know, uh, sort of background uh, warehouse workers, <laughs> and says, did you load a crate marked with contaminated live snake on the plane? And they go, no, just live snakes is all it said. And he's like, what's the matter with you two? Now I need to get that plane back here. That snake is contaminated. <laughs> oh my god so bruce and derek sound like guys that need to die in this yes. movie or dead they're dead well, men walking well, aren't they, they? Well, they are i mean definitely um career speaking i mean they're not going to get a job in anywhere ever again <laughs> wow okay again. so he's got he's he realizes that snake is on that plane that's right. Somehow. And he's like uh, trying to... So he's like, oh, my God, so we've got to get hold of Donna. But they're all too busy having it making out. Mm, I know. Yeah, they're, they're just having so much fun up there, mate. The Mile High Club. Hey, there we go. Uh, hey. So, right, so Dixon's panicking. I mean, he's he's like, yeah. this should be in the zoo or something. Um, so does the, does the snake bring down the plane? <laughs> the... Oh, I don't know. I mean, it could. It might. It depends. Do you want to... Play a certain card. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, oh, do I do I do a rod and reel card? Is that what you mean? 
you could do. I mean, if you want to find out if your guesses are correct or incorrect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, go on. Let's do a rod and reel card. Okay, so that is an incorrect guess. They do not oh. bring down the plane. Don't know. Oh. Donna's too... Ha- she's too good of a pilot to let that happen. Ah, uh, Top Gun flight. Top Gun. Um, okay, but I'll put you out of your misery and we'll move along to the next scene, shall okay. we? Um, so, the... So, Dixon, he calls the plane over the radio, but... It's too late, Rob. They're off the plane and they're already heading with the honeymooners to the campsite. And then we cue tense music as Dixon repeats his call and the camera cuts and jutters around to different shots of the plane, just sort of really hammering home that no one's there. And then it cuts to the (laughs) shot of our snake, where he's again winking down that camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm escaped. I'm uh, going down on the island. I'm going to kill some folk. I'm going to kill some folk. I'm going straight for the... Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Thaya, I'm going to... I don't don't even know what I'm doing here. But it's it's like, it reminds me of the snake from uh, Robin Hood. Oh, yes, I know what you mean, yep. Maybe what he needs to do is get a balloon on his head, Mm. and then he can blow up the balloon and put his tail in a helicopter, like a, a helicopter motion, and he could he could fly around like the like the snake in Robin Hood. He Ooh. won't even need a plane. He could just drop from the sky. Oh my god! And take people like out. your like your sharks of last <laughs> last episode. <laughs> yeah. Always yeah. attacking from the sky. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So that damn snake. He's yeah, out. Where's he's... he gonna go? I know. I know. It's what are his, what are his motives? Well, there we go. That's a good. We could. Oh, we could, maybe, we, you can hide. I don't. Well, maybe hold on. Maybe don't. <laughs> I think. <laughs> you know, also, you can probably reuse these cards where you can. Obviously, we'll probably go with saying that we got rid of the dice system. Let's um. Let's let's get another let's get another card going. Let's have a hook, line, and sinker. Let's get this tagline in there. Let's get the tagline. All right, hook, line, and sinker. Tagline: To get to paradise, they'll have to go through hell. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah. Oh wow! So to get to wow, so wow! Oh my God! So there's going to be multiple snakes here. That snake's going to reproduce somehow. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be like arachnophobia, where they yeah. make with the local snakes, and then suddenly there's huge hybrid snakes. Bring on the that, clones! Uh... <laughs> yeah. So wow, that's all right. Fantastic. So we're betting, we're betting big on the snake. Okay. I mean, not that that's you know correct or incorrect. I'm just just establishing that. So right, we're on snake, uh, snake alley. We're on that track. Um, cool. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. So the girls drop off the honeymooners at their campsite, and then our gals head off to their little home base on the island. Um, so then we cut to a yacht at sea, where we are introduced to another character. Rob, we're introduced to another character. And they're discussing about the best way of moving something. And one of our characters there is having a bit of a debate on the best way. And then the sort of more senior character, he's saying, uh, no, we've always done it this way. This is how we're going to do it. Nice and clean. And then he presses a button and something happens. Hmm. Something happens. Yes, he presses a button. What do you think is they're talking about? I can I will reveal more in this, but I'll let you guess first. Um, so they always do it nice and clean. Is it dropping some sort of like guillotine or something? <laughs> not quite, not quite. No, um, it sort of plays into more of um, uh, maybe things that were going on earlier on in the movie. Um, 
Oh, is it the cops? You're killing the cops. It's not the caps, but it's what the cops witness them doing and making and oh, harvesting. Oh, and what I see. Of, well, so I mean, it's, it's the, at least implying this anyway. It's like, so it's implying it's implying the deal that went the whole deal with the, the dodgy guys or the weed. Well, it's implying that basically it's like a drug drop is what's going on. Right. So, so he presses the button. So, but he and presses a reveal... button to do something. Does it reveal the the big massive horde of drugs they have? It doesn't. But do you know what it does, Rob? Is it what it does is it is controlling something that then starts moving. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but I oh can god. I'll give you I'll give you one guess because there's no need to be overly cryptic. I'm just trying to build tension. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh it, it 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 starts moving something, is it? Is it a giant kebab? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not, if only. So what's happening is we, we're on a yacht at sea where we're introduced to Mr. Chang, who's a white man, by the way, uh, who is discussing with one of his little minions the best way of moving their product, basically, is what he's talking about. Right. And so the other guy's saying like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, I feel like we're better off trying to get it through customs. And he's like, no. This is how we do it. We always do it this way, nice and clean. Hits the little button. Uh, he also says the boys have already been paid. And then he hits the button. And then an RC helicopter takes off and starts heading to the island. <laughs> and then we cut. <laughs> Carry on. Is it remote control? Is it yeah. Like, is he... He's got a remote what? control in his cane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true, is it? No, that's true. No, that's that's what, what? happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he's got what? a remote control in his cane. The and the helicopter, oh, oh, like fair. it's a remote control helicopter. Yeah. Well, how big is this helicopter? <laughs> it's just like one of those little RC ones, I guess. And what's in the, what? And and what, what, he he, tra he moves drugs in that. Well, he's moving he's moving something <laughs> in them, but it, it, at first it implies that yes, it's it's drugs, but. Um, so yeah, so essentially he's just like, this is the better way to do it. Nice and clean. And he like, just, he's got this black giant oversized magician's wand that looks like a cane. And then he just presses a button. And just by pressing that one button, the RC helicopter takes off and heads toward the island. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. Well, look, okay. I will I'll remove this mind fog for you by continuing on. So then we cut <laughs> to shots of goons on quad bikes racing to meet the package. But unfortunately, who should walk into the middle of all of this? Uh, it's Rowdy. It's not Rowdy. It's our it's... gals. Oh, it's the... T oh, I see. So they... I see Donna, Donna Kebab, Donna and 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 Taron. Taron, that's correct. <laughs> so, wow. so they come across it as it's about to land, and then they're like, "Who could be flying this thing?" And then one of them quips that it's not a toy; it's an expensive remote control model. And then the little <laughs> door opens, and they reach in, and they each take out a package. But then suddenly, Rob, the goons shout, "Freeze!" <gasps> And they open like shotgun magma. fire. No way. That's right. And the girls are dead. No, I'm joking. What? Oh, <laughs> Mark, no way. <laughs> no, they're not dead. But just given our track record with the goons and shotguns, it could have happened. Wow. No, wow. But what, I mean, no, but they scream. But what do you think they do? 
Will they? Do they hop into the Rogatron helicopter and fly away? <laughs> oh my God! Yes, um, I would like to say they do. They run, don't they? They they run, they run, and they 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 must run. Do they find? Do they jump into their car and and their their, their Malibu Barbie mobile and, and drive away? <laughs> and get away! Oh, Rob, you think so little of Donna and and Taryn. <laughs> they fight back. <gasps> they have guns. Cue all better than guns. Cue funky bass music. Taren throws a baton and it hits one of them in the head. Meanwhile, Donna, with with the other goon, throws a ninja throwing star. No way. Where was she hiding this baton? Uh, well, I don't know about the baton, but the ninja throwing star came out of the cowboy boot she was wearing. <laughs> And that's all she was wearing. Hey. <laughs> that sounds like that kind of thing, it though, does. doesn't it? It's it like, does. Oh, my God. That's Wow, they're good at throwing things. They're like, um, odd. you know, what's his name? Um, random Task. Random Task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day, a little video saying Random Task. The guy played that. Yeah. I know. The guy played, was it Random odd Task? Job. Or was odd Job's the job? real one. He, but yeah. he's, he's, in, he's in jail or something. He got, oh. he's, he's really in jail. I don't know, it was really random. Oh but yeah, random, honestly, who throws a shoe? That really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It really would. Especially if it's, you know, one of those fancy ones. Brogues and all. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yes. So okay, they fight so, back. so the goons get knocked out or what, what happens? They sort of are incapacitated, yes. They're incapacitated. Right, um, okay. And then, Good luck. Goodbye, goons. Yeah. And then our gals get back to safety um, and they get to their plane and then they go back to the cargo airport, I believe it is the location. It's a little hard, a little hard sometimes to find the location because they sort of, it looks like they each both have like a little crash pad at the airport because they sort of live and work there. So right. um, anyway, they so the Taryn, plane there, do they? What's that, sorry? They got a crash pad. They just smash up the plane <laughs> and, and live there. That's right. That's right. Quite literally a crash pad. <laughs> but then Donna, you know, gets out the plane. She's like, Taryn, we need to figure out what just happened. And then she says, let's unload this stuff and hit the jacuzzi. I do my best thinking in there. <laughs> and slaps Darren's leg. <laughs> wow. wow um, okay, so the the thinking jacuzzi. I mean, who doesn't need one of those? I know. I mean, I, It's I, the bubbles, man. They just, they're idea bubbles. They're just like, they just... They bring the ideas to That's the surface. Right. Like when two bubbles merge, it's like the two points of an idea or a theory connecting. So that's... It's a bit like boobies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sorry. Got, sorry about that. That's the okay. Thing, that's but... okay, Rob. I mean, you're doing well to control yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a deviant. I made myself sound like one. But anyway, <laughs> so, right. So they... they, they, they right. Um, but so the goons are back on the other island and... Are they going to get attacked by one of the sn- that snake? Oh well, well that might that you know could happen, mate. Could happen. Could happen. Okay. But now they're they're in so they're in the jacuzzi, right? And they they before they hit the jacuzzi, they actually remove the snake from the plane, Rob. So oh yeah, I bet you thought we weren't going to have such a sort of um, you know uh, controlled. Uh, interaction with the snake. Oh, what? So, Hang on. so the snake stayed on the plane. It stayed on the time. plane on all this time because oh. they obviously had to hightail it out there. They didn't have any time to get to the wildlife park. 
So they remove the stuff because they want to get that out there so then they hit the jacuzzi. And so then Taryn, for some strange reason, she just reads out the little care instruction pamphlet that came with it. But then Donna's like, let's put this snake away and look at the box that we just found. You know, she just doesn't like keep talking about this snake, this phallic symbol, get it out of there. And so Taryn reaches into her bra and gives Donna a little cheeky smile and pulls out the box that they found from the helicopter. Oh my God. They could have a good time. Yeah, what do you think's in the little box? It's, it's it's drugs, right? I don't know, Rob. It could be it could be drugs. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's other things. What other things do you think it might be? Oh. What other things would you like to smuggle? Is it? Oh, is it? Not snuggle. Don't say boobs again. <laughs> I said smuggle. Smuggle. Is it? So is it some? Um, oh, is it? So is it an egg? Is it like some crazy like dinosaur situation, but with snakes? Uh, no, it's not. Oh. Would you like to know what it is? Ooh, hang on. Oh, I just want to guess. It's not drugs. Um, it's not drugs. What other things would you like to smuggle? smuggle? What other things would you like to smuggle, mate? <laughs> oh, to smuggle some pyrotechnics. Um, right, not not pyrotechnics, but <laughs> well, uh, try mate, to do this kind of accent to uh, give you a little... Like, oh, this is vibranium. <laughs> it's not vibranium, no. It's not... Uh, it's is not it ivory? It's sort of ivory. I've got it to Birmingham it's not ivory, no. Oh. What other things? What might you find underground? Oh, is it uh, diamonds? That's right, Rob. It is diamonds, mate. <laughs> it is Fantastic. diamonds. I love a sparkly diamond. Yes. Oh, I can't do the accent. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I should make all of a sparkly diamond, I do. <laughs> you make the best Brummy South, uh, South Africa I've ever heard. <laughs> But yes, wow, so it is diamonds. So diamonds. They're a girl's okay. best friend, after all. They are. They are, aren't they? Wow, they, are. they must be. <gasps> Maybe they can start plotting their escape from this whole situation. <gasps> Potentially. I've, oh, that's what a dream. You're a dreamer, Rob. You're a big dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, um, let's throw another custard card down. Thicken the plot. So we've obviously got Donna and Taryn are our, you know, two main um, female protagonists at the moment. And so we've got the duality of the snake that's happening. But on the other hand, we do have the the drug gang that's kind of, you know, obviously um, in the fold there. So basically what seems to be happening is they're kind of going for a Baywatch meets James Bond kind of vibe is basically kind of what's happening in the sense that we've got the Donna and um, Rowdy both work for the agency, which is just is just Taren. only referred to as oh, the agency. Um, yes. And so <laughs> they obviously have um, Taryn in protective custody there, but she gets to kind of go on these cool, wacky things that they're up to. Um, and so then what kind of comes around is that, yes, we start to unfold the, I guess, the plot of the drug dealers, what's going on. We then bring in, later on, we're going to meet a character called uh, Edie, who is kind of like, she's kind of like the uh, the hotel from John Wick, where it's kind of like she is the sort of rendezvous point for other agents, I guess, is uh, the best way to put it. So, okay. yes. So, yeah. So, basically, we've got a bunch of agents that are working on this island and then yeah this kind of uh you know drug this new sort of mr chang is kind of 
encroaching on the island. It seems that when the cops were talking earlier, there was this piece that, you know, hey, there's a family that's been growing weed here. That's all good. No one really seems to mind. Um, but then we never really see any mention of them again. And it seems that now we've got a, a new player in town, which is Mr. Chang and the gang. So, right. Yes. Okay. So, 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 so I've been so I've been sort of sideswiped by this snake business a little bit here. Well, um, it, you know, the snake plays a part. Plays a part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so really though, okay. So, Mister Chang and his gang are trying to to dis- uh, disrupt the ecosystem of the island. But yet, yes. dude, they don't realise that actually they're the ones that are going to be dinner. That's right. And and again, the physical ecosystem, because now a snake's involved. <laughs> that's right. So, yes. Wow. So that's kind of a general plot, they, I guess, to, uh, okay. to, to give you there. And so basically, you know, our good guys are the agents. Uh, <laughs> are we good enough to... Have, are we good enough to have a film to... To have Rowdy as some sort of as, as to cross, he's going to double cross uh, Donna in the end. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to keep going. We'll have to keep going, oh, sir. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I, I don't want to give the film too much credit <laughs> and have some crazy twists, but I'm I'm going to hope for it. I'm going to hope for a All a right. crazy um, twist at the end where actually Rowdy's the guy is been doing it all along. My God. Well, look, I'll tell you what, mate, let's um, let's get along to the next scene and maybe we'll okay. make some of your dreams become true. Uh, mm-hmm. So we meet Mr. Romero. He's approached Ooh. by our goons that were attacked earlier and they give him the bad news that they were beat by some broads in a cargo plane. <laughs> to which Mr. Romero says, broads, you dummies, if brains were bird shit, you'd have a clean cage. <laughs> that is superb <laughs> and he says he's going to get someone else to handle this and tells him to get out of there and he calls over a woman and says I got a job for you oh the women they're talking yeah you got to have a, it's, it's, a woman's going to clean you know she's, she's yeah, going to clean up it, oh wow maybe they'll all start making out as well oh he's a, dreaming big once more once more <laughs> um, so he says he's got a job for her but then we cut Back to our gals in the jacuzzi, and um, what it what I mean. Do you want to place bets on if they've got a top on or not? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know the answer. We all that, know. Mark. We all know. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, they open the package to find the diamonds, which you so rightly guessed with that brilliant accent over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they realise, Rob. They realise they're in big trouble. <gasps> Taryn says, she's getting out of here. Um, but then Donna says, hey, where do you think you're going? Where, where there's not a contract on your life. And then to which <laughs> to which I then wrote in my own notes to myself, how many people has Taryn pissed off that she can't go anywhere in the world, that there's this sort of vague contract for her life out there, but then they never actually tell us who and why and where other than the bit about Vegas. Um, I, I was thinking just now about she's going to be in witness, witness protection protection. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Witness protection inception. My God. <laughs> what? Whoa. Oh, my God. No one even knows. We don't even the... know which protection we're protecting from. Oh, my God. It's such a puzzle. Exactly. No one knows who the witness is and who the actual, like, uh, lawbreaker was. Oh, mate, genius. 
the, the, it's, uh, it's a MacGuffin all over again. It is. It pretty much, pretty much is. I mean, <laughs> this movie's just full of them piled on top of each other, I think. It's just a full big of old... Full guff. Yeah. Big old guff sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line for a movie. Ah, uh, guff, guff sandwich. <laughs> you fed me a real guff sandwich there. Yeah, what do you want in a sandwich? Ah, I want guff. Guff. Nothing but the guff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so, so yes, so they realise they're in bad trouble. Um, but then Donna says, we've got to report this to Rowdy and call the park to pick up the snake. So we're bringing Rowdy into the fold. Cut Ooh. to, cut to Rowdy and a friend of his. They're doing something. They're doing something that's very, well, we haven't really, I mean, established when this is, but they're doing something that's very of that time, I guess. But, um, can you is guess it cocaine? They're no, they're not doing cocaine. No, there is a bit more uh, safer than that. It's it's a bit more. I mean, look, Rob, boobies are okay, but drugs drugs kill people. Okay, Rob, oh, we haven't sorry, actually seen sorry. any drugs on screen, so it's cl- it's okay, a very clean. Sorry, movie. I thought it was the eighties. Okay, and they ever apparently everyone. Are you guessing was... it's the eighties? Is that your guess? Well, I, I mean. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So they're all doing um, aerobics or something, uh, are they? Kind of close, close. Right. So basically what they're doing... Jimming. They're rowdy and his bro, called Jade, is a, is a guy, um, <laughs> is practicing is practicing martial arts in a very sort of racist and culturally insensitive way. They're doing karate, basically. With a lot of imagine. A lot of accents, a lot of... Wah! Love that oh stuff. my god! <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, but then they've so they've got word. So the the girls obviously have had to reach out. How do you think they've reached out to them? Oh, by pigeon. I don't oh, I mean no. I mean that's not bad. Any other any other guess? I mean they're sort of spies, sort of agents. Oh, Morse code. Oh, not quite. Not quite. I'll give you one more guess. Mm. Lasers. Oh, <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> No, well, I'll tell. I'll, I'll proceed by saying what the next bit of dialogue is, and then I'll flesh it out. So anyway, they're doing their karate. A man on a moped that only is introduced as the sushi man rides up and delivers them a sandwich. So it's not even sushi, uh, and it's got a note in it. So they, they, deliver, <laughs> they got word out by delivering them. It's a guff sandwich. It's a guff sandwich. <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. I, yeah, didn't even join those dots until now. And that's why we do this. That's why we do this. Really. It's a guff sandwich. Wow. But then, what does the note say, Mark? What does it say? The note. Help, bring, help send nudes. I don't know. What, what? <laughs> send, send nudes. Um, no, what does it say, actually? Let me just have a quick look. I think I... Oh, wait, here we go. Rowdy says, heads up, Jade. Sushi man's on his way. Jade says, hope he's got good news today. And then Sushi Man is like, here's your lunch, Rowdy. And then Jade's like, cute the way the agency sends us these things. Too uh, too bad they couldn't wrap it in a spring roll or something. I'm hungry. (laughs) And then Rowdy goes, we got trouble. He reads the letter and he says, we've got trouble in paradise, amigo. And then burns the letter. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much With these, these, oh, my God, he burns the letter. With, <laughs> yeah. with these snake eyes. Snake eyes. <gasps> he's the snake. My God, he's incarnate. I knew a band called Carnate. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, they bad. were terrible. Um, oh, okay. They, Good na- they was at uni name, and there's this band called Carnate. So it was K A. 
K A R N and the number eight. Oh, I thought you were going to say they spent it like can't eat or something like that. But no, yeah. no. And there was a female singer, and then this guy playing guitar, and he was called Bones. Ooh, Bones. <laughs> he was an idiot. He was a real arrogant dick. And um, yeah, I just they were terrible. But they, yeah, I don't know. I just remember they were awful, and they tried to be like a like a, a sort of new metal kind of band yeah. thing. It was just, and it, this, yeah, we called them Bones. and well, we, I just can't eat. What a terrible name. And it's spelt with a number. Yeah, yeah. That's just going to piss a lot of people off in their organization of their iTunes folders, you know. It's really going to get to them. <laughs> uh, but would you like to know yeah. a fact about our main character? Yes. Um, so his name is Ron Moss, but his name is Ronald Montague Moss. And he's an American <laughs> actor, musician, singer and songwriter and a member of the band Player. So that's probably even even just as bad of a name, really. <laughs> Player. 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 Oh, my God. That's why I've got to hate them, you see. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> well, let's have a side of bacon, shall we? So Ron Moss's bacon number is... Two, so he's he's quite closely related to yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. So Ron Moss was in something called the Boneyard Collection with Brad (laughs) Dourif, which was in the movie Murder in the First with Kevin Bacon. Fantastic! Wow, I know it really finds these links. So feel free to look up any and all of those movies. Um, I can't vouch for any of those because I haven't seen them other than this one. Um, (laughs) But uh, please enjoy. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. That's two. I was very surprised. Just yes, two. I know. I've again. I would have uh, expected like way lower down the line. Yeah. So looks like uh, back in the day there, because I think that last movie that they starred together was from '95. So yes, I guess they were fairly. He was sort of fairly new. So I guess it's one of Kevin Bacon's probably more older out there ones. Where I guess yeah, could have had a random extra like this guy. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Well, I enjoyed that. Okay. We cut to Taryn's pad, which is uh, what I'll refer to it, because it's just this like, room that she sort of might sleep in. We don't really know. Um, and so they're chatting about the posters on her wall, which, fun fact, are just other movies from this director. So he's just put his own posters up in, in the uh, on the set, really. And they're just Genius, literally mate. just doing some product placement for his own movies. Um, but then Taryn doesn't want to talk about the goddamn posters, okay? She says to Donna, she says, So, tell me the truth about Rowdy, Donna. How's his stuff? And then Donna says, Great, he's got four inches. And then Taryn really aggressively is like, Four inches? That's not so hot. And then Donna says, Yes, it is. I measured from the ground up. <laughs> <laughs> knee slapper knee slapper and oh they laugh and laugh and laugh wow so now they're at home with those diamonds they're bad news rob the bad news diamonds can only bring the gang of the gang the, the gang trouble. the, the gang yeah the, trouble. The, the mr yang and his gang yeah that's right chang yang and the gang and the boys so Basically, yeah, she goes, uh, Taryn goes to put the diamonds in the freezer because she goes, they are ice after all. Ha ha ha. Oh no. Cut to a close-up of the phone line being cut. Tense music (gasps) now playing. Then Taryn is attacked by a woman with a stocking over her head. (laughs) Donna calls out to Taryn and then is equally attacked by a man in the same get-up. So he has a stocking (laughs) over his head. 
Now, Donna, she manages to fight and she manages to lead the man out to the hangar because he's like, where's the diamonds? And she's like... I know. Can I just guess what's about to happen? Go for it. Go for it. They gotta get in the, the by the plane and then they're gonna have... The snake's gonna get him. Oh, okay. Okay. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Okay. Oh, so, so basically, they go to the hangar and then... Because she's like, they're in there. And then they get to the hangar and he opens a drawer and he looks in this one drawer and then and then that's it. He just looks in this one drawer and goes, they're not here. <laughs> like out of the whole hangar. Like she just she doesn't say where. He just goes into this hangar, looks in a drawer and gets pissed and goes, they're not here. Uh, but then, so unfortunately, Rob, there is no snake at this point. Oh, my God. They're killing but me with this. No they snake really stuff. are killing you with the snake. I know because <laughs> Dixon made it sound so important earlier on. Yeah. So basically, um, Donna then judo chops the guy and she escapes, but the snake box crashes to the ground in the commotion. Oh, my. And then the snake escapes, Rob. It's coming true. He's finally free. He's finally free. One-eyed Willie's out there free. (laughs) Taryn, on the other hand, you know, really folds back into what she said earlier about her character about being soft because she gives in and tells the attacker they're in the freezer. But... No! I know! But they want both boxes, Rob. They want both boxes. Oh. There was what there was two boxes from the helicopter yes. earlier, and our girls in the commotion dropped one of them. So they only ever had one box, but they don't. They want two boxes. How are they gonna appease these attackers? Wow. Um, they're gonna give them a box that's got nothing in it, or are they gonna do it? What are they gonna do? They're gonna Jeez. give them and say, "Oh, we found some spare batteries for the remote control <laughs> helicopter." <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just need a bit of a charge. <laughs> just need a charge. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. There's something that could come into play that um, that distracts them, distracts the attackers. Do you think? What do you think it could be? They take their tops off again. I don't know. Like. Um... What could That's distract could dis- the attackers? Something that you love and hold so dearly to your heart. What? The snake? Yeah, it's the snake. <laughs> He's finally getting his screen time. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what happens is the snake is now outside and just dis- and he distracts Mr. Romero, who's now the getaway driver. And so Mr. Romero... Um, he basically starts screaming like a girl and because he's come across this snake and he opens fire at the snake and he's like, get out, go away, go away. And he's like shooting at the snake as it's like hissing at him. And then um, our attackers, they obviously hear this. So then they sort of like bail and then they like, get the other box, make sure you got the other box when we come back kind of thing. Um, and then so our gals run outside and then Donna, she shoots Mr. Romero in the face. Oh, way. Yeah. And then an exhausted Donna goes, I really lost it, didn't I? But then <laughs> but then Taryn's like, no, you were great. <laughs> so what a good friend, just lying directly to her face. <laughs> wow. So Mr. Morero's dead in the face. Oh, He didn't even get attacked by the snake. It's just, he's just, the snake's just being like, no worries. Tips his hat and goes, ha, ah, you're welcome. I'm going to go and have some beers. Pretty, yeah, pretty much be like, thank you, little ladies. <laughs> what, what happened to uh, the the lady, the, the lady who came with a stocking on her head? Uh, so she was one of the, she was one of the attackers there. So both those attackers yeah. sort of, uh, they both bailed. They both uh, left 
in the car oh, I with see. the because so, they looked in the drawer and said fuck off oh, there's nothing here yeah and then the snake came out and then obviously the Mr Romero was screaming and then so they were like oh what's going on he needs help so they sort of scarper and oh, then uh, then they all scarper so they all slither away I'm glad the snake's finally had his big moment there I mean he's uh, he's become a distraction to everybody I think it's time for him to hang up his cape and, and retire yes pretty much so now, obviously, our gals, you know, this this big thing's happened to them, Rob. So they need to get word out again. What would the Avengers do? You know, they would... Oh. Um, would they get the agency people together? That's right, Rob. It's time for us to head to Edie's, the bar. Agency assemble. Agency assemble. So we head to the restaurant, uh, which I thought was called Eddie's, but it's just got one D and apparently it's pronounced Edie. So we go to Edie's. And now our gals walk in very doled up and our waiter, maitre d' guy, uh, called Ashley, who is a bit of a creep, says, um, I'm going to give you the best seat in the house. And they're like, oh, really? Where is that? And he's like, you can sit right here on my face. And then... <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, because our gals, they're sassy. So I think it's Taryn says, why? Is your nose bigger than your dick? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he sort of begrudgingly is like points them in the direction of Edie's table. She is the restaurant owner slash rendezvous point. Um, right. Yes. I see. Wow, that guy was just wow. I mean, I'm glad she put him in his place. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so now they're gonna they're gonna come up with some diabolical plan to take down the gang. Take down the gang. Well, so obviously, in this sense that we're now we've got Edie, we've got Donna and Taryn, and they are now sitting down, they're having a chat, and then so basically, she Edie says like she doesn't know nothing. She's just like a um, she's just like a contact that sometimes they use. You know, the agency don't tell her nothing, and they decide that you know it might not be so kosher to be out in the open so they're going to go somewhere a little more private and they go to uh the office to call rowdy right okay so rowdy where see rowdy's very elusive he's not really mm. you know what the hell's he doing he's what just, is he doing yeah this what is, is why i'm doing? thinking i don't trust this guy okay okay um, suspicions are so bound they find so they call him does he answer yeah he does answer but at the point that he and them are to, or they're talking on the phone, there's a woman behind the bar, Rob. There's a woman behind the bar, and she appears to be, she appears to be very interested. Do you, what, what do you think about she this? She's the woman with the the stuff on her head. She's not the woman with the stuff on her head, but she's definitely not trustworthy. So Ooh. she's she's kind of. I'll just I'll just give it away. She's she's eavesdropping. She's eavesdropping. So she puts right. a she puts a bug on the phone in the bar, <gasps> and that somehow allows her to listen to what's going on in their other phone call. I don't know how science it's, works. In the eighties, surely that would be like the size of an ashtray. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and she's got like she, she's got a massive brick as a phone, like the huge yeah. phone. She's disguised that as a a bit of soap or something. She's trying to like rub it on her face, <laughs> whittle it out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Our gang are making a plan. Dun, 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 dun. Cue heist music. Rowdy tells Donna and Taryn to go out to the beach house and have a look around. And then Rowdy's like, 
Edie, you should uh, play it cool and, you know, avoid the extra attention from all the trouble on the island. Just, you know, lay low kind of thing. Just stay at the restaurant. And then Rowdy's like, oh, and by the way, we're uh, we're bringing the toys, meaning the guns, because then Jade mimes a gun. And then Rowdy's like, and I can't wait to see yours. And they all laugh and laugh. <laughs> Oh, God. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did when when I first went into this, I was like, obviously, it's going to be very cheesy, but I wasn't expecting quite this level. But yeah. <laughs> now, do you want to play any other cards? Yes, let's do it. Um, let's ooh, let's have a let's flip the script, man. Let's get some more dialogue in there. Let's flip the script. Okay, let me let me have a little look at a bit of dialogue here. Let's flip some script. Shades. Uh, hey, Colleen, who's that turkey with you? <laughs> Colleen, he's just a thrower. And then Shades, sorry, Buster, you ain't allowed here. Take off. Rowdy, hey, lighten up, we're just throwing. Shades, oh, yeah? Let's see what. Let's see you throw one. Uh, Rowdy, how about you get lost? Colleen, what do you mean? Rowdy, I mean it, move out, now. Uh, and then Colleen walks away and looks back, and then Rowdy goes, hey, Colleen. You've got a great ass. <laughs> Colleen, Colleen. So do you, Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, uh, is this the honeymoon couple? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You got a great you ass. You got a great ass. So you do you, too, Pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> Pilgrim. Just gets me. Gets me. Oh, oh I mean, I think this, this this episode might go on longer somehow, but there's just so much good stuff, it's hard to cut it out. <laughs> well, maybe maybe if we don't use it all, we can just list it all at the end. Yeah, like, that's you know. true. That's true. Oh, right. Well, I tell you what, then. Let's put a MacGuffin in there. A motivation? Okay, right. Can I... Can I reveal, Can I go for Rowdy? Rowdy? Okay, so, well, I guess really his his motivation is pretty clear-cut. It seems just to be with Donna. Like, obviously, since he got left back on Honolulu, his thing is just trying to trying to get back to Donna, really, and just trying to, right, trying to get okay. back with her. So he's been stuck with Jade. He's been stuck Man with Jade. Jade, Man Jade, hanging out in Honolulu while she's away on Molokai Island, you know? Ooh, he wants to get back to her. So I mean, he could have just come back at any time. I don't know what but the he's, agency uh, man. They didn't. He yeah. sounds like he could play with his own rules when he says things like "you got a great ass to strangers." <laughs> whoever Colleen is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. True, true. It was kind of really out there that one. To be fair, because it sounded like they were kicking. He was kicking someone out, and I thought maybe that was the um, honeymoon couple no. that were there. They were like, "Get out of here! Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get killed by one snake." He was telling Colleen to get out of there, but you'll find that out later, I guess. But who the hell's Colleen? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So maybe I should have chosen Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Snake's one, yeah. So moving along from our scene um, where they were kind of making them plan to uh, tackle this craziness uh, between our agents, we then cut to our three gals, uh, Edie, Donna and Tehran, head back out onto the restaurant floor at Edie's restaurant. And then out of nowhere, they comment on a man over yonder and says, hey, like, Turan, isn't that that guy that you got with, Jimmy Johnny Jackson? <laughs> and Turan's like, yeah, that's the first man I met when I got my new identity. So we're just getting all this random stuff coming out. 
And then Turan heads over and interrupts a conversation that he's having with another man. And he's talking about sports segments or something. And then Turan says, I'll give you all the sports segment, sports, sports, <laughs> sports segments you can handle. Cue montage of them having a day on the beach that just diverges basically into softcore porn. There's just a lot of nudity and a lot of kind of slow moving parts, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. What the hell? And she just goes... He's the first guy I met. I'm going to go and shag him. Pretty much, pretty much. Now, Rob, earlier on, I briefly said before we started recording about how I found it hard to make notes on this because this movie is an hour and a half, but there's a lot that happens and they have what I've just going to refer to as micro scenes because they're <laughs> literally a scene that could last for about three to five seconds and then it just cuts away into something else. So this is one of those scenes. They are on the beach doing their thing. Meanwhile, like sunset, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, we're now cut to nighttime. Tense music plays and we cut to our snake just crawling through the grass <laughs> and then we cut. And now we're back and now it's morning. And now they're still on the beach. Um, they're still on the beach. So, yes. This snake might as well have been a snail. He's got absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I know. So now they're on the beach, but then they're like, hey, uh, Donna calls up. She's just kind of like, you know, enough, you guys. We need you back here. Come back. We've got, we got work to do, basically. And so we cut to Rowdy and Jade, and they're in their cool Jeep. And they notice one of the goons, but they don't know he's a goon. And he's doing something, Rob. He's doing something out on the road. He's doing something in a different position to where your body normally is. What is he doing? He's driving, is he? He's not driving. He's out on the road. He's moving. This is one of the goons. We got Jade and um, Rowdy. Is he doing a handstand? <laughs> ding, ding, ding! He's doing a handstand. Shut up! Is he doing a handstand? <laughs> but what is he doing a handstand on? A skateboard. He's doing a handstand on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way! <laughs> wow! They... How can that? How did I get that? I don't know. Because was... I used the power what? of Inception and airwaves. I passed it over. <laughs> you did. Well that was superb. Done. Well done, sir. Yes, he is. So they're in their jeep. They're driving down the road, and um, yeah, basically he's on a skateboard, and he's doing a handstand, and he goes past them. And Rowdy remarks, Whoa, that guy must be smoking some heavy doobies. And then we pan to our goon. He's now gone past them. He flips up off the skateboard and he gets into the back of the ute, uh, which then drives past our two protagonists. And they're like, oh, that was weird, but he's gone. That's fine. But then, Rob, then our skateboard goon, which I'll just call him the skateboard goon from now on, he is now further down the road. He jumps out of the car He's now on the skateboard with a weapon and one other utensil or one other thing, which is really random. So what weapon do you think he's got? Oh, God. Is it, um, is it a cheese grater? It's not a cheese grater, no. <laughs> he's got a pretty conventional weapon. It's the other item that's pretty what? weird. Oh, so yeah. So no, that's what I mean. I think he's got a gun, yeah, right? Yeah, he's got a gun. He's got a shotgun. He's got a gun. And has he got like, I mean, the other thing's a bit random, is it? It's pretty random, but maybe in keeping with the sort of theme of the smuttiness of the movie <laughs> <laughs> is it a oh it's not uh, is it a dildo it's not that but it is an inflatable <laughs> like sex doll for some reason um so he pulls okay. out this he pulls out this inflatable doll from the passenger seat gets on the skateboard is now riding on the skateboard swaying with a with this inflatable doll and a shotgun <laughs> and then he opens fire 
but who gets hit? Jade. Oh, it is Jade, of course. They wouldn't let Rowdy go down. He's the main <laughs> man. He's too cool. He's too cool. He goes, cool. Oh, why did my parents name me a girl's name? <laughs> well, not quite, but Rowdy says, Look out, he's got a gun. Jade gets hit. Rowdy's like, How bad you hit? Jade's like, I've been better, but I'll live. And then Rowdy's like, Let's get that turkey. And so Jade backs up the car, slams into our skateboard goon, sends him flying through the air, and then... What do you think old Rowdy does? Whilst he shoots him. Yeah, he shoots him. But what does he shoot him with, Rob? Lay it on me. This shot. Is it a shotgun? Nope. Bigger. A bazooka? He shoots him with a bazooka. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> no, shut up. You're lying. No, he shoots him with a bazooka, <laughs> blows him to smithereens, and then no. and then separately shoots the inflatable doll as it's gliding down. <laughs> with a, no way. <laughs> way, way, bro. I can't believe I'm on... This is insane. I know. Oh. I know. It's madness. It's oh, he's just... Bazooka. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Wow. Wow. I mean, they... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Just superb. I mean, wow. It man, is I was tough. blown away by the headstand guess. Oh, oh man. And oh, no, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> that was very good. Jesus Christ. I mean, what do we do? I mean, they should just cut it there. That's yeah. fantastic. End scene. End scene. Oh, I know it's mad. Wow, it's mate! Wow, how do we how do we recover from that? That was fantastic. I know. Well, I tell you, this is how we recover, Rob. We cut to the honeymooners on the beach. We got the honeymooners. They're back now. Right. There's a woman posing, much like much like last time in that other movie. Uh, and her husband's taking photos. She's posing, and then suddenly, ah. There's a snake. There's a snake. That's right. Finally. I told you they were going to get the snake. You did. The snake is going to get them. You did, Rob. You did. You did. Um, but, again, that falls into my category of micro scene because we just get that very quickly. <laughs> and now we're back to a bandage up Jade. And uh, Rowdy's making a call to Edie um, whilst, uh, whilst we've got that blonde, that sneaky blonde behind the bar. Seems to be eavesdropping mm. again. What's she up to? What the bloody hell is she up to? Mm. Rowdy lays it on her. He tells her what happened. He says, obviously, that uh, Jade's been hit. And um, Edie's like, don't worry, I'll come get you. I'll come pick you up. Um, so then Edie runs to the bar and she tells our bar blonde, she's like, hey, I'm going out. Um, you know, take care of the place for me. And then we are trekked to a scene of Edie casually getting changed from one dress into some more casual clothes <laughs> for no reason other than the pervert nature of that scene. That was, again, another scene where it just happens. There was no dialogue even. I don't even know if it should have been in there. And then she hops in her car. But then, what do you think our bar blonde does, Rob? She calls the the people. She, she gets on the blower. She does get on the blower, mate. That's exactly right. Ding, ding, bloody ding. <laughs> ding, dong. Ding, dong. So she gets on the blower um, and she makes a call to Rosie which we uh, haven't met yet, I don't think. Um, and then we learn, though, that uh, our bar blonde has a name and it's Michelle. And so she goes to hurry out. Now, what do you think we learn about Michelle? What could we learn about Michelle that would, I don't know, not necessarily like change the whole fabric of the movie, but would change the fabric of that character, Rob? What do we learn about her? Mm. 
she maybe does she work for the agency still? Doesn't work for the agency. Um, but in the, in the vein of Austin Powers, what could we learn? That's not a man, man. It's a man, man. <laughs> no way. Michelle is Michael. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. I know. A reveal to end all reveals. <laughs> Does she look like a man? No, no. I mean, uh, not when uh, there's like all that makeup on. I mean, no, not really. Wow. Um, yes. Yes. Wow. So, so okay. So he's gone deep, deep, deep undercover. That's right. That's right. So he's working for the other side. This is almost. This is. This is like eighteen level yeah. undercover, isn't it? Proper espionage. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Michelle, Michelle who is Michael, that's right, calls up Mr. Jack Chang and says, "I got a bit. Of, I got a scoop for you, son. I'm tired of hiding the sausage. <laughs> yeah, my tape is worn out. I uh, I gotta hang loose. <laughs> yeah, my nipples are chafing me like crazy. <laughs> so what happens is Michelle. We now learn that is Michael. We get some tense music as he is de-dragging and a blue van pulls up outside and it's none other than our sockhead goons. And so basically the Michael, he's like, um, gets in the van with them and he tips them off about Edie's whereabouts. What do you think happens to old Edie? She's just trying to get out there to help Rowdy and Jade. She gets cut off and she gets deaded. Oh, she... She might get deaded. She might get deaded. Well, she um, she has a, she has some sort of stat. They they kidnap her, maybe. That is correct. They kidnap her. Yes. Well, not for ED. Just yes, I got it right. Yes. Meanwhile, we have another micro scene. We cut to our Donna, our gals, Donna and Taryn, and they're on a beach stakeout. And Taryn has a hilariously oversized yellow Sony Handycam, whilst Donna has a pair of binoculars. <laughs> Um, which is not a euphemism. Uh, she has a pair of binoculars. <laughs> so she we've already had the bazooka, mate. <laughs> yeah, we've already done bazookas. <laughs> um, so they are recording um, two people on the beach, and one of them is one of the goons from earlier on in the movie. So there was a goon earlier with blonde hair and, and aviators on. And so she's oh, rec- yes, I yes. remember. So she's recording him playing frisbee with a girl. Who do you think this girl might be? Oh. Pilgrim? Uh, oh, oh, Colleen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pilgrim. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so he's playing Frisbee with Colleen for no other reason that apparently he just does this every day. And the girls finally <laughs> got it on, on camera, so that's useful. Moving swiftly on <laughs> from that scene, a helicopter is landing on Mr. Romero's beachside house. And then we Hang on, is this a remote control one or a real one? This is a real one. Good question. This is a real one. <laughs> this is a real human-sized one. Um, so it lands on the beach, and then we see our sockhead goons with Michael and Edie. They've got her. They've oh, got her wrong. They've got her. They've yeah. got her. She's... She's, well, I mean, is she long for this world? We don't know. We'll find out. Oh, dear. We'll Not if the shotgun's around or they get they find a bazooka. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of big bangs in this uh, in this movie. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Uh, Mr. They're on their honeymoon, Mark. Just leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm leaving them alone. It should have been the bloody snake, mate. He should have kept <laughs> one out of it. He's a bloody pervert, isn't he? He is. Jesus. He is. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, there's 
the Garden of Eden and the Apple thing is all because of that bloody snake. Here we go, mate. You've unveiled the whole thing. It's all about temptation. It's an allegory. Just like the goon guy, we've been blown away. <laughs> That's exactly right. So... Mr. Romero says he's got plans for Edie. And then we see our girls, though. We cut back to them on the beach, and they say, we need to get to a phone and call Rowdy fast. And so Rowdy and Jade are just hanging out outside the hospital, um, being worried. Like, quite literally, the dialogue is just, I'm getting worried. And then Rowdy's like, you getting worried? And then Jade's just like, I'm getting worried. <laughs> That's the dialogue back <laughs> and forth. We establish they're worried. So... <laughs> We cut, to, so another micro scene, cut to the girls. Now, the girls are entering something that is, again, very of the time, very 80s, very Karate-esque. An arcade. It's not an arcade, but it's of that sort of, like, 90s breed, 80s, 90s breed of, like, obsession with a certain country, that country being Japan, and they end up walking into a... Sushi restaurant? Sumo dojo. Oh, I see. <laughs> so for some reason, they go into a... Dojo full of sumo wrestlers right. for no reason wow. other than to use a payphone because it's the 80s. <laughs> but then our lovely Taran says that don't worry, she can communicate with people from all walks of life. And then she just proceeds to speak very bad uh, Spanish to the wrestlers. But don't worry because that was a that was only really an excuse so that we could see her new outfit in the scene. I believe that was all that was all about. And um, then don't worry because Donna what? is on the phone and she is the one that gets gets things moving along. She's speaking Spanish to people in a dojo. Yeah, she speaks Spanish, bad Spanish to two massive sumo wrestlers in a dojo. <laughs> um, and I don't know why that scene existed Who other than Japanese. to show off like the new outfit she had in that new scene. I, I just don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I can, I can suss. Um, but don't worry, because Donna gets on the phone and she's like, you know, hey, like they're looking for Rowdy and Jade. I think they find, like, oh, Edie's gone to get them. So then she's like, okay, well, they'll be at the restaurant. So we get a nice big exposition dump. And then we learn that Mr. Romero's first name is actually Seth. I thought Romero got shot in the face. Oh, he got wounded, but he didn't die, Rob. That was an assumption what? on your part. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. He got shot in the face and he's still alive. He's still kicking, Mr. Romero. Oh, sorry, sorry. Carry on. I was just... A it's confused no 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 not at all that's fine um so then we get a little bit of an exposition dump from donna sort of explaining that you know we know that michael is a man or michelle's a man but now they've learnt um that that's the case because she says the guy at seth's house uh, is the bartender at edie's i recognize this cigarette in his left hand and his uh pinky ring i don't know how she got that from like being all that far away with a pair of binoculars um, and then she's like, he was put there to spy on Edie. Um, so the girl is a guy, and the guy is a plant, says Terran. And then Donna's like, you're catching on. <laughs> That's why Edie's surveillance of Seth wasn't working. Uh, Michelle had been tipping them off, says Donna. And then Terran is like, oh. <laughs> so nice, just sort of like, in case you weren't following there. Oh, wow. So at least they cleared all that for us and for Terran. <laughs> I know. I mean, again, mate, this movie is, it's low budget, but they really just went convoluted on this story. You know, there's a lot of characters and a lot of moving parts. A lot of guff. A lot of guff. Fistful of guff. 
<laughs> so our gals swiftly move from the dojo and head to pick up the honeymooners, only to find they've been mutilated. <laughs> like, now they get back to the honeymooners after all this, be like, wow, we left them on that beach at that campsite. Better go get them. And now our honeymoon- uh, honeymooners have been mutilated by the snake. I knew they were going to die. Yeah, Just knew it. Rab, you were right. They were already doing with their decision to get married. Mm-hmm. And now they, mm-hmm. <laughs> the snake made them pay. Turn them into guff chow. <laughs> guff chow. So do they know that they'd be mutilated by a snake or an ill-tated, mutated sea bass? I'm so glad you asked that question, Rob, because they're like, what the hell happened here? And then they find the camera from the couple and they hit the button that for some reason develops the last photo and it's just a selfie of the snake. <laughs> <laughs> the snake invented snail selfies. Yep, oh it's a my selfie. God. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I know. Stupid He's just like winking again as he going, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, he might as well be. We cut to Rowdy and Jade. They finally make it to the restaurant and then they're greeted by Ashley, our creep from earlier, who was like, you know, you can sit on my face. And he basically is just a big old <laughs> MacGuff because he just directs them, directs them to the whereabouts of Donna and Taran because they called up the restaurant earlier. So he's just like, yep, they're waiting at their pad for you. Get over there. We get a phone call with a bit of plot from Dixon. Dixon's back. And he basically just says about how the health department have said that the snake's own toxins will kill it in the next 36 hours. So not to worry. <laughs> not to worry <laughs> about anything. He's, 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 or the snake will die of its own poison. Yes. So just got to let it take its course, really. Wow. Amazing. So pretty crazy. We cut to Edie. She's being interrogated by Mr. Romero, and he wants those diamonds. But that was just another micro scene, because then we immediately cut straight back to the gang. And Rowdy, he has a plan. Uh, Donna tells Turin that she's a civilian, and she doesn't need to to get involved. She doesn't have to do this, because she's like, yeah, I want to help. And then she's like, hey, Turin says, I won't let my friends down. I'm in. And so the gang now separates and we have a little scene with um, Donna and Rowdy. They kind of head off, do their own thing. Uh, Then we're just randomly treated to a cutaway interlude of a buff babe with nunchucks doing poses. (laughs) So we're setting that up, Rob. We're setting that up for you. (laughs) And then we go back to Donna and Rowdy and they're at Donna's pad. And she shows them the footage they got of the guard playing frisbee. You know, the game of frisbee he plays every day on the beach. And she and uh, Rowdy's like, yes, this is good. I can use this. <laughs> I do improve my frisbee fall. Yeah, that's how good of an investigator he is. He can use that tiny bit of um, information to you know bust this whole case wide open. But then we're trekked to the line, the dialogue that is, Donna, did you know what was happening here when you asked me to stay? <laughs> Uh, and then Rowdy's like, yeah. And then Donna's like, you can't control my life. And then Rowdy says, I don't want to control your life. All I want to do is suck the polish right off your toes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Glorious. Glorious. What the fuck? I know. Sexy, huh? That's oh, hot. That's hot. Wow. How could she say no? I mean, he's willing to... <laughs> this is ridiculous oh. so he knew all along shit was going down here and he wouldn't he made he made a stay because he wanted oh my god it's sneaky but 
You know, I know. See, so he kind of, he kind of, he didn't double cross her, but he's definitely not her best friend. You know. No, he's a selfish, selfish means. And but she doesn't have to buy nail polish remover. No, that's a very good point. That's a very good point, which is probably quite hard to get, you know, living on an island and stuff. So yeah, I reckon you probably, you know, you could probably only get it sort of so many times a year because obviously the you know shipping costs mm-hmm. and so on, and he'll just suck it right off. Wow. Exactly. So she's a bit disgruntled then, and she's like, oh well, you know, he's he's kept me here when really I could have avoided all this, all this, sh- all these shenanigans. Oh, definitely, definitely, mate, definitely. So I would just skip over a lot of what happens next, really, because it is basically just them making out. So I'll just I'll summarize it <laughs> as quickly as I can. Basically, what happens is. We cut to a really quick scene of Edie being held hostage. Now a buff babe from that random quick interlude comes in and says to the goons that Mr. Chang is waiting. They're like, okay, cool. Uh, Take over here, like with the interrogation. Then the buff babe strikes Edie and she screams, but then that scream bleeds into the sound of Rowdy's moans of passion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we're basically into softcore. He continues to moan while uh, Taryn and Jade are in the other room just laughing at the sounds and turn the stereo up. To which, to which Rowdy says, to which Rowdy says to Donna that she's the greatest. Sounds of soft panpipe flute music to sort of fill the air. Oh my god, it sounds like you're a dirty masseur. I know, and, and then we end that scene with the dialogue. Donna, so tell me, what do you feel? Rowdy. One man's dream is another man's lunch. Donna, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to say now oh. we lead into minute 69, actually, if you want to play that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking. I thought she. I thought you were going to say, what did you feel? She goes, well, <laughs> at least four inches. <laughs> yeah, that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense. Wow, okay, let's do... Let's, let's do minute 69. That is a very appropriate time to do minute 69, I'd say. It is, I would say so. Oh, my God. Wow. We must show our power. Show our power. Agents are everywhere. Agents everywhere. <gasps> Sounds like a 30s. Have no mercy. Kill them all. Kill them, wipe them out, all of them. That's right. I understand. That was Mr. Chang, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's Chang. Was that Dixon on the other line? Uh, No, that's um, uh, Mr. Romero. Romero. Oh, it's gone into uh, a military... That's right. They're they're getting their guns ready. That's right, my friend. We got a montage. We're ready for a war. That's right. Get ready. So some whistling and some mystery drumming, some uh, snare drumming going on. Yep, yep, that's it. Now you know they're ready for battle. Oh, okay. oh jubilance. Are they? Jubilant music. I think this little fellow's ready. <laughs> yeah, I think this old fellow's ready. <laughs> Is that Rowdy again? <laughs> that's Rowdy. He's ready for round yeah, two. That's it, mate. He's ready. This fella's ready. This fella's ready. <laughs> You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Classic. Classic 80s line in any film. Uh, Just say that to anyone. Right. So yeah, now so we're there ready you go. for so, war. Yeah. So, yeah, you had the voice of Mr. Chang and Mr. Romero, you know, talking about the fate of our 
of our group. And um, yeah, we're readying for war, mate. We are with war and he paint said, on Mr. thick. Mr. Chang, Mr. Chang said, "Let's kill, kill them all." So he wants mm. a massacre. I, I'm going to guess there's a showdown between Nunchuck Lady and uh, 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 bloody Taron and um, and what's her face? Um, Taron and um, oh, Don, uh, Donna. Do you say Donna? Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a lady showdown. She's got a, she's, I was going to say a kebab. She's got, got a nunch. <laughs> well, I mean, she's, you can, you can do a lot of, uh, you can do a lot of damage with a kebab, you know. You, you could, I mean, she, she's slapping with a pit of bread. I don't know. Exactly. Something like that. But, well, um, so I was thinking maybe there's going to be some sort of showdown there. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, well, I can, well, shall we? Shall we move along? Shall we? Swiftly? Let's get let's get war. Let's get it down. Let's see what happens. Okay, all right. There's mate. still no. Yeah, I'm still still um, on on still none the wiser with this bloody snake. About the snake, yeah, I know it's really it's yeah. really gotcha. The goddamn goddamn. But, snake. That Mr. Chang's got to meet his end with this snake, surely. Well, well, let's uh, let's have a little look, see and find out, shall we? Yeah got the orders we've got our orders so and like you say we heard that kind of suit up um ready for war thing so now what we do is we um cut to the next day and rowdy gate crashes shades daily frisbee game and that was the dialogue that you heard earlier um just a quick <laughs> recap was the hey colleen who's this turkey colleen's like hey he's just a thrower don't worry about it and he's like you know beat it get out of here and then rowdy with his charm is all hey lighten up we're just throwing um and then shade you know kind of challenges him a little bit there to see how good he is but then the most important bit other than the uh great ass is that um rowdy tells colleen to get out of there because some stuff's about to go down rob what's going to happen is he gets rid of the frisbee that they were throwing there's a red frisbee that colleen and him were throwing between like um the shade guy and he gets rid of that colleen leaves the shot and then Old sneaky rowdy reaches into his bag and he pulls out a frisbee. But what do you think? What do you think this frisbee's modified with? <laughs> remote control. <laughs> it's not quite another remote control. No. What it, it's basically a Peaky Blinders cap. He's got it lined with razor blades. Oh wow! It's like a it's like a robot war situation. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, he's got all the frisbee kit, wars, all the kit out the uh, the craft box basically. Um, and so yes, so he gets that out, and then uh, he throws this frisbee in the air <laughs> in slow motion, and he says, "This is for the Malakat caps." And the frisbee slices through, cutting Shade's so the guy's called Shade, cutting Shade's fingers off. And then, like, gashes him in the throat, and blood goes everywhere. Oh my god! That's right. Wow! Oh my god! So he he he, he chops his fingers yeah. and he cut, slices his throat. Wow! Yeah, because he's about to obviously go grab it because it's a frisbee, and then it slices his fingers off, and oh. then somehow ends up in his throat. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Um, wow! Yeah, what a way to go! What a way to go, huh? And then, at this point, the coast is clear. So Rowdy calls in the gang, now set to the um, music of action synth. Action synth music. Donna swoops in on, not a plane, not a bird, but her glider, for some reason now she has a glider. <laughs> glider? <laughs> yeah, like a small prop glider, like, a, like a, one of those propeller glider kind of things. <laughs> whilst Taron uh, um, is in the buggy jeep thing, 
and is riding with uh, Rowdy and Jade. Donna drops bombs to sort of, you know, confuse the situation as Rowdy and Jade bring the heat with the guns. <laughs> She's throwing bombs from a yeah. bloody microlite. <laughs> yeah, from a microlite. Basically. Oh, my God. Set to 80s oh. action, sip the music. Donna lands. Meanwhile, Jade is holding none other than the infamous Bazooka. Aha! But he gets caught by a guy with a shotgun. But don't worry, Rob, because I don't know why he just doesn't use the bazooka. I guess he's got his back to the guy with the shotgun. But Rowdy swoops in, and then he saves Jade. But instead of them just taking the guy out, Jade decides to give the bazooka to Rowdy and is like, you know, go find Edie. And then they start having a... Fist slap and fight. Not a slap. <laughs> not, a, not quite a fist, f- fist fight. Not uh, not quite fists. What's more like of this sort of era and they were doing things? Oh, early. it's kung fu. They're doing kung fu. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Jade is like to the guy, to his opponent, he's like, life's a bitch and then you die. Fight. And then they start fighting. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, yeah. So they start fighting. They start fighting. I mean, I guess you've kind of played all your cards now. I mean, do you just want me to sort of see you out to the end? Do you want me to finish you off? Yeah, that's that's yeah. That, <laughs> As it that, were. Fi- finish me off with some razor blade frisbee. Okay, right. So we are right. So yeah. So Jade has had his. He's having his fights with the uh, with that guy. Cut to Taran. She shoots Michael. Michael's dead. See you, Michael. Um, Jade now is still fighting his opponent, but he's got the upper hand. And he likes to quit. He does a little quip and he goes, and then you die. And it slits the guy's throat. Oh, my God. Rowdy. What, with his hands? Yeah, with his... Well, I think he's got, like, he's got something. Yeah, or yeah, he's got something on him. I don't know where he got them from, but it looks like he slit his throat because there's some blood involved. Um, and then Rowdy catches up to Edie. She gestures that there's a goon hiding behind a screen, to which, obviously, Rowdy takes the opportunity to do his favourite thing. And blow people away with a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! That's it. Just a little bit in an eight-year-old. Yeah! Hey, terrorist, terrorize this. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Meanwhile, our music ramps up and we find our bad guys trying to escape in the chopper. The main one, the big one, not the little one. Bullets fly. <laughs> But then Donna manages to blow up the chop, uh, blow the chopper out the sky with, obviously, a bazooka. Hey, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Jade, uh, yeah. So Jade's untied Edie. They're kind of all getting reunited now. Um, and then Terran says, "Oh, whoa, far out." James Bond did that in Live and Let Die. That was really gnarly. And then Donna's like pissed. She's like, gnarly, Taran. Uh, uh, Taran. This isn't make-believe. This is real life. <laughs> isn't that right, Numb Nuts? Talking to Rowdy, which Rowdy says, I love it when you talk dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, so now, so now, obviously, we've taken out some of the goons. We've taken out Mr. Um, some of the goons, sorry. But who do you think? Yeah, who who have we still got left? We got Mister. We got Chang and Mar- Mar- Romero left of we. That's exactly right. Good, good and keeping score there. Um, it's the it's the, bo- it's the box. It's the boss level, isn't it? At the end, that's it's the it. Boss. From here, the jeep is now toast. So the gang decide to take the blue van that the goons came in, and they get the hell out of there. But not with Donna for some reason. 
They're having a chat in the van when Edie says, So who's the bastard that got Seth? Meaning Mr. Romano. Uh, Romero. This causes Rowdy to do something very rad. He decides to get on a dirt bike that's in the back of the van and bust out the back doors <laughs> and ride to the aid of Donna. Oh, my God. Did they not realise Donna was there? Was it a bit of a sort of Home shit? Hey, we've left Kevin. Where's Kevin situation? I don't know. They didn't really explain. There's just those ones that got in the van. I don't know why. I didn't really have a thing. Was she still gliding about? Like, hey, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's just stuck up there. Exactly right. Death from above. Oh, Death from above. Like those goddamn <laughs> sharks. <laughs> so... Basically, now, though, we cut to Donna. She's just trying to relax and unwind. She's taking her makeup off. But then Seth, Mr. Romero, he attacks her in what is a complete ripoff of the final scene from Halloween, where you know where Jamie Lee Curtis is in, like, the closet, and it's that kind of slatted closet, and he's kind of sort of hacking away at the mm. closet, and she's in there, uh, you know, just sort of, you know, scared, obviously. It's literally just that scene ripped off. But then Donna does wow. something that your guys in that other movie in the last episode should have done, Rob. She fights back with a harpoon gun. <laughs> hey, hey, where the hell did she get that from? I don't know. <laughs> That's where we keep the harpoon, you idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know, so convenient. And then she kicks his ass. Oh, brilliant. Goodbye. So, sayonara, Mr. Romero no, or Miss, Seth. Yes, Seth. But then we have some tense music play because that wasn't enough, you know, that wasn't enough to take him down. Uh, so Donna's kind of at the freezer now, rubbing ice on her, probably to help her wounds, not in a sexual way whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but then she starts her second fight with Seth and then she subdues him again. I mean, she's a, she's a hard nut, you know, Donna. Oh, my goodness me. Mm -hmm. Hang on, she subdues. She su what? She seduces Seth. No, subdues him. Oh, she takes him out again. I mean, oh, not for dinner. Oh, sorry. Right. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> in a gay she whacks the guy. No, that's not right either. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm assuming old uh, Rowdy is going to come in on his dirt bike, uh, kill Seth off, or, or no, he goes for the big boss man and goes. Hey, dirtbag, eat my dirt. And he just does a wheel spin and, and on his face. And just, <laughs> Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go to Kokomo. <laughs> oh, Rob, I would love to say that, yes, you're right. You're correct. Rowdy does come in on the dirt bike. Ding, ding. But would you just like me to lay it out on you? What to the crazy? Come on, happens? mate. Let's okay. just, yeah, let's right. lay it on my face. All right. Okay. Just like that, that guy. <laughs> so basically what happens is you finally get vindicated, Rob. You finally get the, the, the sort of ending of the, one of these subplots that you so richly deserve. Yay! So soft music starts playing as she's now slumped on the bathroom floor after fighting old mate off for another time. And she wipes herself clean and she drops a piece of uh, tissue paper into the toilet and she's about to flush it when suddenly the toilet no. explodes and a snake comes <laughs> shooting out. <laughs> Why did the toilet explode? I don't know. The porcelain <laughs> shatters. <laughs> so it exists like he set some charges and he went, right, this will... Sh this <laughs> Here's my big Here's entrance. My it's my time. <laughs> That's exactly right. High bloody time. Oh, High my God, time. mate. This is fucking brilliant. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs>
Right, well, say that was fantastic. So the toilet explodes, the snake just flies out of the toilet. Flies out (laughs) aggressively, hunting her, basically, um, because she's now screaming. She's running. The snake aggressively smashes into a mirror like it's looking at itself, like it's searching for her. But then Mr. Romero gets up again for some reason. (laughs) Seth's not down, but he heads to the bathroom only to be met by the snake and taken down for the final time. But then, now it's mano y mano, Donna and the snake are facing off. She shoots it twice in the face, but it isn't phased. It does nothing. <laughs> it just still comes for her. But thankfully, Rowdy smashes through on the dirt bike and puts an end to it with his big old bazooka. Bazooka. <laughs> Death to the... Wow, this that snake gets killed by a bazooka. Yeah, is there anything that can take it out, mate? I mean, you know, can't, can't be convil- snake, uh, by killed by conventional weapons, you know. Is, is How big is the snake? Oh, it's um, well, it seems to have grown throughout the movie, basically. It just seems like it got bigger and bigger, but each time we saw it, slightly. Must be the mutation. Wow, okay. <laughs> but then we get the last little bit of dialogue uh, from there is um, Rowdy. Where the hell did that snake come from? And then Donna, you wouldn't believe it, came up through the toilet. And then Rowdy, just when you thought it was safe to take a pee. Oh, God's sake, yeah. what? Yeah, Oh, they much. really let themselves down on that one after all those great lines. Yeah, I know, they did, they did. But we've only got one last person to take out. Yes, it's old Mr. Chang. Mr. Chang, Mr. Chang man. Yeah. The Chang Man. Send, Chang 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 and then Donna says, who the hell is this Chang guy anyhow? And then Rowdy says, he's the brains. Chinese father, British mother, raised in Hong Kong and London. Educated, suave, merciless. His bodyguard's a, his bodyguard's a sadistic killer. Chang keeps him happy with his work. That's, that just, he just gives us that massive like random bit of information um, <laughs> about him. So that's nice wow. to know that just before just before he meets his end. So they walk into uh, Mr. Chang's office where he's discussing shipments and whatnot. Chang's goon says, hey, what do you want? Then Donna hands Rowdy nunchucks and then they beat the <laughs> shit out of him, out of the goon. Like really, <laughs> just really smack like, a, just, just the camera stays on him and they're just like beating the crap out of him basically. Wow. Yep. And then Ronnie's, uh, sorry, Rowdy says, well, Mr. Chang, I'd say it's all over. To which Mr. Chang says, in a pig's ass. <laughs> Rowdy. Did he say in a pig's ass? Donna. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Rowdy's like, wanna come with us? <laughs> and then Chang pulls out a samurai sword. And Rowdy says, bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> and then Donna and Rowdy blow him away as he falls out the window to the pavement below. Oh wow, that's not not the ending I was expecting. They just easily kill him he's gone mm, bye bye chang glorious bastards pretty much mate <laughs> pretty much they're running out of budget i guess and an actual literal <laughs> film so they're like right wrap it up and then we cut to our gang back on the malibu express boat 
and uh, they're talking about you know everything that's happened and the diamonds. What do they do with the diamonds, Rob? You know, what should they do with them? Oh, oh, well, the diamonds. I mean, what should they do with them? Because these guys are federal agents, you know. They've got an obligation. Yeah, but do they, though? See, they could... But who? which they, one of them they... Which one of them isn't an agent, Rob? <gasps> Taryn. That's exactly right. She's just a civilian. She's under no obligation to hand in these diamonds. She keeps the diamonds and decides to set up her own life as a, uh, a new life again. As a... As as a uh, a snake charmer <laughs> <laughs> well she was always a snake charmer <laughs> um but um well i'd like to hope that that's her future um but so the others obviously realize this and they're like you know hey can she do that and they're like yep and she can also share the wealth with her friends so basically they all get paid out because you know they don't have to break their obligation as an agent and uh they still get a little piece of the pie huh they all still they all get a little piece of the diamonds you say We'll get a little bit of a piece of the pie because they get to, you know, all reap in the uh, the benefits of uh, the old diamonds. They can sell them on the market. Oh, my God. So they all turn dirty. Well, I mean, hey, a job worth doing is a job <laughs> worth doing for the right price. Here, here, they all say, roll credits. Hey, wow, mate. What a, what a ride that was. I mean, the dialogue was superb. The... The highlight was the head handstand and the bazooka. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. A lot of, um, yes, a lot of bazooka action, both in bosoms and actual bazookas. So, you know, it's got everything you need. <laughs> yes, it really <laughs> did. <laughs> wow, mate. Well... Thank you for watching that, mate. Because that that was that was brilliant. I... By all means, no, it was a, it was a pleasure. Would you like to know what it's called? Oh yeah, yeah. So I was trying to think of what this uh, film's called, and it's oh, what the hell is it going to be called? It's um, it's the it's called um the the diamonds and the Chang Chang Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, two goons and a Chang. Um, <laughs> the Chang man. No, so it's it's called it's called Rob. The movie is called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> what really? Well, that's a bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah, I know. Wow, Hard Ticket. I to know, Hawaii. I know. Well, I guess it's all it's all about Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. What was the tagline again? It was um, something a lot more lot better than the, the movie name. Uh, the tagline was to get to paradise. They'll have to go through hell. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know, but isn't that the whole point of this movie? It doesn't really make any <laughs> sense. Yeah, you're true. That's true. Well, mate, that was a hell of a roller coaster. I mean, I I was very difficult to start to even know where to go. But honestly, just hearing them say stuff and the ridiculous things that Rowdy would say and the fact that people just got killed with bazooka the fact that the snake came <laughs> flying out of an exploding toilet was just fantastic 
I know, and our skateboarding um, hitman was pretty interesting as well. <laughs> um, I know, it's funny because it sort of sets up a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Like I say, yeah, the backstory about uh, Terran having like the, you know, checkered pass thing, and it's all just kind of l- laid out there, but never really followed up on, to be fair. Yeah, there was there was some real, like I say, real MacGuffins there, wasn't there? There was, there was. Yeah, really, it just boils down to a good old-fashioned good versus bad um action flick really um it's pretty much it and again yeah. the vagueness of like they just work for an agency it just sort of doesn't really say <laughs> who or what yeah well i mean i definitely need to watch this because i think uh i want to see how is it ter- is the budget really is it terrible graphics and stuff no the budget's like graphically wise is fine really it's actually not that bad um the guy who made it actually i'll probably should probably drop that in quickly um the guy who made it, his name is Andy Sidaris, and he's done a few of these kinds of movies. Like, there's another one called Picasso Trigger, and another one called Savage Beach, and they're all similar, you know, veined movies. I think so. Um, yeah, it might be worth checking out some of the others, but yeah, I do uh, recommend actually watching it because it wasn't really that bad. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Nah, oh, mate, that was good. I enjoyed. Just unraveling the whole mystery that that film was. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so like I say, it was um, a bit more straightforward in terms, I guess, of like there was no double crossing or whatever. But yes, it was definitely, like you say, a roller coaster, just ups and downs. Well, obviously, if anybody, um, so if any listeners who would like, who t- like to recommend a film for us to watch, or, um, it'd be great. Yeah, you know, you could always message in on, on old Instagram. You could message us. At the is it the it says the jab pod at gmail.com and uh, That's let us know if you want to, yeah, any films that you think that are that are terrible enough for us to unravel and try and see where it goes because uh, you know, we're happy to find them, but obviously, if anyone's got any suggestions, we're all ears. Thank you for joining us, yeah, mate. Uh, I think they're about to put the lights up, probably time to leave. Well, yeah, everyone's gone, it's just popcorn on the floor, and and well, actually, there's a Maltese there. Oh, might have that. Lovely. <laughs> All right. Right then. Well, until next time, see you at AV Club 69 for the next terrible slash amazing movie. Ta-ra. Bye. <laughs>